Hello, I am Dr. Terrence Oway Sr., and I am the senior pastor of Faith Deliverance Chapter God in Christ. We said a place for a ministry of music, of course, and the saving of souls is our goal. Well, I'd like to say welcome to Pirate Talk. Pirate Talk is a podcast that I put together uh, two years ago as we were encountering this uh, pandemic to do something that I had longed to do, and that was to create a podcast program to discuss various topics and issues of the heart that were you know, close and intimate to my um, my work that I do. I serve as a pastoral counselor, and uh, my background is in psychology, Christian counseling, doctor of education, and community care and counseling. And uh, so today, I want to talk about a very sensitive topic, uh, suicide. You know, there's Suicide Awareness Month. Uh, we'll take aside Suicide Awareness Week. Uh, and World Suicide Day. So all those different elements about suicide. And a good friend of mine uh, from uh, up in Canton said to me, Emmanuel Turney said, Pastor Hayes, there's never a time that we cannot talk about suicide because suicide happens every day in the lives of men and women, boys and girls, military veterans, et cetera. It has no socioeconomic barriers, racial barriers, age, gender, all those things. It just happens, unfortunately, in the lives of those people who make the decision to uh, end their lives. But this is coming up on a time of my life where at the age of 11 years of age, uh, I lost my mom by the way of a completed suicide at the age of 11 years old. I was 11 year old kid, loving life, loving my mom, my family, and just uh, this tragedy took place and it changed my world forever. And what I have done this week, those of you who follow me, I've uh, dedicated different posts about suicide and uh, kind of, it was very thera therapeutic for me. I think journaling is a very healthy means for those of us who deal with loss, a loved one, doesn't have to be by suicide because death comes in all uh, form, shapes, fashions. And uh, the word of God says, it's a point until man wants to die. And after the death comes judgment. So we all have to meet that appointment of our lives. But, uh, and we all deal with grief in the way that that is fitting for us. There's no cookie cutter way to deal with grief. And by all means, don't have friends to come to tell you to say that you should be over that by now. That's the wrong thing to say to anyone who has suffered a loss. Because our loved ones will ever be in our hearts. Do we ever get over them? No, we don't ever get over them. There's a there's a there's a small size hole that will be implanted there in our minds and our spirits. So they're they're forever with us. But as I take this time to address this matter, uh, 50 years ago, on Gen uh, February the 19th, 1973, was when that uh, moment of my mom's life ended. I'll never forget, um, I was, you know, I was told as a kid that I was my mom's heart. And I can understand that as I found, find myself uh, remembering her by different ways, different means, talk about it as I do. Because there was a time in my life that I would never talk about my mom. 
I would never talk about suicide. I would never confront it. But I want to thank God that I am healthy in my mind today because I can address suicide. Um, I want to give God the glory for that and the saving grace for me. We all got to have something as a saving grace, something that we can hold to. I've been preaching in my ministry that we need to see ourselves in the word of God because the word of God is speaking directly to us. See yourself in that narrative. And my saving grace came from Isaiah 26 and 3. If thou will keep him in perfect peace, who's mine? That is my word stayed on thee. And as I began to go through my own personal life of dealing with the loss of my mom, seven years after her death at the age of 18 years old, I experienced very troubling matter that just was overtaking me. Uh, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that later on. But I want to say this week, I have been reading a book intentionally that I wanted to uh, take upon myself to read because I love reading. I, I read all kinds of books, but I really am drawn to uh, psychology material, counseling material. Those are my favorite books. I'm not a fiction type of guy. But uh, I was at the American Association of Christian Counselors Conference uh, last uh, September. And that has been one organization that's been a blessing to me. Uh, I highly recommend pastors to uh, join that uh, association because there is, there is a lot of vital information that's uh, that will bless your heart. You may have people in your ministry that are uh, close to counseling or lay, lay counselors or uh, may be close with mental health matters of the heart. It's a very great organization, but I was in an intensive course uh, for the two days, three days that I was there. And uh, that course was designed for me. And one of the instructors uh, presented, and she wrote a book called Survi Surviving the Loss, Surviving Suicide Loss. And that book really ministered to me as I'm reading it as we, as we speak. And of the many things that that book addressed, it, it, it addressed about when, a, when, when an individuals that are impacted by suicide at certain ages of life, how do you address those matters? And uh, because I was an 11-year-old kid, um, I didn't know what suicide was really was all about. But uh, the authors addressed the fact when suicide happens to in a child's life of a loved one, the thoughts come to that child's mind that they're gonna, their life will end in that same manner. And when I read that, that was a truth for me. That was my truth because I, I, I feared that that's what was gonna happen to me, how my life would end. And uh, seven years later, when I turned 18 years old, I began to go through a psychotic episode that was very troubling. It was very frightening. And in the textbook, she talks about her late husband who uh, ended his life by a completed suicide. And when she began to describe his behavior, how he was acting, and the three months of his life that led up to him uh, ending his life, I, I saw myself and some of what she shared.
but to God be the glory. I'm here today to talk about this. But I just want to say, uh, as I begin to journey through this process, another great blessing for me was when I made a decision to go back to college uh, at the age of 49 years old, I had to choose a major. And the major I selected was psychology, Christian counseling. I didn't, know what I, about. I didn't know what I was about to embark upon, but I began to grow. I began to love the knowledge and the wisdom that was being captured in those in that classroom setting. And I was at uh, Park University when I began in, a, in, in the clinical aspect of psychology. And I wanted to get my associate degree in that field. As I, as I was reading a magazine one day, I saw an ad that talked about Liberty University. I never heard about Liberty University, but there was an ad in the magazine and it had Christian counseling. And I said, let me check this out. And so I transferred from Park and the rest is history because for nine years, I was at Liberty University. I gained my associate, my bachelor's, my master's, and my completed doctor of education. But I began to study pastoral counseling and uh, it was in my Bachelor of Science program. I was, like I said, I was 49 years old and I never confronted suicide. But I had to write a research paper about abnormal psychology. And when I came to the decision to write this paper, uh, I had to really get my mind and my space to do that. I'll never forget, I was in my office on the job and I was you know, reading my book and preparing my mind to choose a topic to write the research on. And I had to leave my desk and walk down the hall because I was so shaken Trembled, crying, because I never confronted suicide. But to God be the glory again, I, I, I knew of an individual who was a psychology major. You know, it's good to know people in your life that you never know that they may be that one that you reach out to. And it was uh, my good brother, Micaiah Young from Milwaukee, who's now Bishop Micaiah Young. I, I reached out to him and uh, I spoke with him and he shared a word with me that really lifted me because I needed those words spoken to my life. He said, my brother said, what you've encountered in your life, you're going to be able to share your story with the world. And I never thought I would be able to do that. But today I'm able to do that as we're speaking. And I, I finally had to write that paper. And that's when I really began to let the healing begin in my heart. It took a long time. It didn't happen overnight, but the more I began to address it and the more I was in the classroom setting at Liberty University, uh, dealing with mental health matters from diagnosis, from the different behaviors, the disorders, God was ministering to me in the classroom. But the word of God was the ultimate uh, healing. And I thank God for how God allowed me to be in, in that academic setting. Because the word of God says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And uh, and I thank God for that. And I'm, I'm able to talk with you and share with you. So fast forward in life, um, what I encountered, what I experienced uh, from that psychotic experience and 
uh, the fear of ending my own life. I, I, I gathered this. I mustered up the strength to uh, do what I did to get in a, in a healthy place. Joining the United States Air Force was the best natural thing that I could have ever done. I changed my setting. I changed my environment. And I said, God, I want you to get me through this part of my life. And God did just that. So fast forward. Um, and when I completed my doctor of education, I wanted to give something back and remember my mom. Because really, as I began to study psychology, I wanted to kind of get some, some somewhat understand perhaps what she was going through, uh, maybe what she may have been feeling. And if she was here today, I could talk with her in a whole different manner. But I also want to give a uh, express my gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Shepard. I met him through social media, you know, as we were in this uh, pandemic, you know, and in this pandemic, I've met some great people, but he was a presenter at the AIM conference and I was drawn to what he shared and I reached out to him. But he shared me, he shared a resource with me that I didn't have, said it was, that was good for pastors. And there was one sentence in this resource book that he gave me. And that said, suicide can be, can be prevented. That broke me. I mean, that those words broke my heart. Because I said, oh, suicide can be prevented. Why wasn't prevention given for my mom that she would still be here? That, that hit me in a real way. But because those words are true, there are those who uh, contemplate suicide, did with suicide ideation, but they don't move forward, forward in that. They somehow make the decision to live. And some of you are survivors that you could have been a person who completed the suicide, but you're still here because suicide can be prevented. That's why we talk about it. That's why we have Suicide Awareness Month. That's why it's a subject that just doesn't, you can never not address. Young people, old people, it's real. But again, that resource from Dr. Shepard helped me. So as I was beginning to end my education with Liberty University, right before my uh, graduate graduation, I said, I want to do something and remember my mom. What can I give back? And I did some research and I came across www.bold.org. And this was, there was a scholarship that was given for those who dealt with mental health issues. And I reached out to Calvin uh, Roser and we talked about it. And it was really just to be a $500 scholarship to raise the awareness of mental health in our communities and for college and high school students. And it was really just to be a $500 scholarship. But as I birthed that scholarship in November 2020, in its first year, it raised over $7,200. And we were able to award two students with $3,500 apiece. The second year of its running, I had a goal to reach $10,000. 
we exceeded it. We we made we had like ten thousand two hundred dollars. We were able to give five students scholarships over two twenty five hundred dollars uh, because of the scholarship funds and money we had raised. This is the third years in place, and I want to reach uh, ten thousand again, and we're going to award three students. But what blesses me about the scholarship is that my mom's name is not forgotten. Uh, those who are recipients, they'll email me and share with me. Thank you, Dr. Hayes, for the Ethel Hayes uh, scholarship, mental health scholarship. It gave me a chance, a voice to express uh, my worldview, what I've gone through with mental health, someone I love, et cetera. And, that, and that's just rewarding for me. And to those of you who may have sewn on the scholarship, uh, donated, I appreciate your, your donation because it has helped uh, this to be a carry on a memory of those who deal, uh, of my, of my late mom. And then we are awarding those who are survivors, those who are, who've come through the storm and whether the, the, the trial of life and the, and the burdens that they carry, they can, they can share their story. So as I bring this to a close, on tomorrow, February the 19th, 2023, is the 50th year of my mom's passing. And 50 years is a, is a great big number. And to see where I am today, only the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob could have me in this place. But I want to, I'm not celebrating suicide. I'm acknowledging suicide. Because if there was any other way, I would I would want my mom to be here today. But I want to take this time to have this moment uh, on tomorrow, on on the uh, 50th anniversary of her death, to remember to remember her with all the love and the kindness and the passion that God has given me. I'm, I'm bringing her sisters that are living, her brother that's living, a very dear close friend of hers. And uh, my children, grandchildren, we're going to gather together and dine together in memory of my mom um, and some of the close friends uh, just to re remember her. Be grateful where God has brought me, my sisters uh, who share in this loss and my brother. Um, Suicide is very sensitive, and uh, you have to handle it right, handle it well. You know, I've heard all kinds of comments about suicide. You're going to, a person who commits suicide is going to hell, and uh, they were demon, uh, demonic, and all those words. Those words don't bother me. You, you're not in a place where God has placed me. Uh, I understand mental health crisis, and person with mental health issues. It's not the individual. It's not the person. There's a disorder that takes place in their mind and their mind and their spirits. That's not them. But we do know God is a healer. God is a deliverer. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. But God has the final say. God is the final. He has the final answer, the call for anyone who may have ended their life that way. That's not my judgment. That's on God. 
But I am grateful and I am thankful that I have the strength to talk about this. And to anyone who's ever found yourself in a place, reach out to someone to talk to them. Uh, by all means, there's a, a hotline, a 988, call that number, reach out, talk to a safe, uh, be in a safe place that you can talk to someone that will listen to you, not judge you, because your your life is worth living. You are loved, you are valued. And I say this, persons who make the effort or those who complete the effort of ending their life, person who get to the place of suicide, tunnel vision overtakes you. They don't want to die. They want to live. They don't want to die. They want to live. So thank you for listening. I hope something was said that will uh, inspire you, that bless your mind and spirit. And on tomorrow, mom, my dearest mom, my heart, I love you with all my heart. You are always in my thoughts. You're always in my spirit. And as we share this, uh, we love you. Thank you for the life you've given us uh, to be here. And uh, thank you all for joining us on this part talk. The next time, be blessed.